Lime, duh. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it again. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, the podcast where comedians uh, dissect the wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I am your host, the host, Baby, Baby! with the most viral stand-up about professional wrestling, Mark, a.k.a. Dunsky, uh, Black Amora, <laughs> a.k.a. Donnie Dirt Sheets, Bing. Click, 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 click. Donnie Dirt Sheets. Click, 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 click. A.K.A. the Creatine Dream. A.K.A. Donnie Beverage. Mm. Mm. Ah, take a sip of the old oat milk latte. No, nice. What flavor? Lime. Duh. Oh, cracking all the beverages that I got. Beautiful. Mm. Awful. Oh, and a little spring water with creatine. Mm. Delicious, delicious. Where was I at? Um, Donnie Beverage. Papa Oat Milk, aka Donnie Capri, from the time I went to Italy. Stupid, 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 stupid. Coming at you like Cleopatra, baby, baby. Gabba, gabba, wee, gabba, wee. Everybody, fuel. Leave the memories alone. Coming at you, everybody. From the Flarewell, WrestleMania 25 in Orlando, Florida. Camping Zone Stadium, or whatever that was called. This girl, she's mine. Damn, she's mine. What up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action for your satisfaction with all of our spicy, spicy, muy, muy caliente wrestling reactions. Okay, relax. We will. We'll talk about you a little bit, Fiend. All right, back it up, okay? No more, Mr. Nice That's right. I run a tight ship here. I run a tight ship. All right, everybody. Before we get into all the wrestling spiciness, a couple of announcements quick. This podcast is grassroots. I always say it. If you're listening every single week, help me support my unnecessary merch habit during a pandemic by going to patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Um, and we get access. We're not asking for handouts, but we are asking for support. This podcast is grassroots. And you can, uh, uh, but you get access to our awesome bonus episodes every week. Me and Nick Tulo, the Supermark. Holy motherfucking shit. Put out the AEW NXT centric episode where we focus on Dynamite and we focus on AEW Dynamite and NXT Dynamite, the Wednesday Night Wars. Um, and uh, uh, also, we have our last episode of the Cal Movie Club coming out later on this week. Should be out on Friday for the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, recoil on Prime. Um, got a, some feedback from you guys. A lot of you guys were upset about uh, the Cow Movie Club. It'll come back. But right now we are introducing a really awesome, fun, fun, awesome, interactive feature for the patrons. We have introducing a really exciting new feature of the Patreon, our monthly interactive events in the Cow Zoom Thunderdome. 
Um, where we're going to have our monthly Zoom call. We'll announce a new event every month. Um, and this will be for the patrons at the $10 level. Um, and uh, it is the Cows Zoom Thunderdome level. October 25th, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view event. We'll be watching live together um, via Zoom. Uh, and we'll have some fun interactive ways to uh, make it a good time for the cow community to get together. So, uh... That's it. October Sunday, October twenty fifth. Hell in a Cell. When Hell in a Cell starts, uh, we'll be we'll be chatting on on the uh, Zoom. We'll send that link out. It's gonna be fun. Uh, good way to hang out and support the podcast. So appreciate that. Remember, you guys can get your voicemails in here. You can uh, uh, get your voice heard on this show. You leave us a voicemail, aka a cash in. You call us, leave a voicemail at three one six. Five three zero two four two nine three sixteen. Five three zero two four two nine. Blow my mind. Um, okay, let's get into it all. Also, by the way, check out the Dan Black Attack podcast. Um, Aaron's on there with me doing the regular guy news. We're talking about all things. Uh, if you're like a news junkie, check it out. Uh, if you want to keep things not political, just keep listening to the wrestling podcast. All right, but I can't. I can't. But uh, having that said, I can't protect you from the words of this man. He's here. Vinny Stewan. He's a nasty, nasty boy. Nasty Newman. What up? Uh, I was trying to think of one for The Fiend, but it would just be like, let let him help out it, I guess. Let him help, <laughs> let him help out it. Let him help out it. How about it? Let me help out. <laughs> um, okay, Newman, we got a lot to talk about. We have many would say too much to talk about on the pod this yep. week. Um, the uh, uh, let's get let's get into it. Even though I have a I bell go, sitting right over before here. Before we before yeah. we dive in, I just have one thing. It it always bothers me when someone says like, "Oh, I I don't like when." No, I'm not even going to put a stupid voice on. I don't want there to be a judgment to this. It always bothers me when someone's like, I don't like when I watch sports or wrestling or, you know, whatever, and they bring politics into it or they start bringing stuff because I, I use this to escape from reality. I don't want to hear this, you know, this reminder about the way the world is. Now, I would take that from somebody different if yeah. I thought for a second that uh, – yeah. The every moment of their lives, they weren't trying to escape reality. Like they never engage with it. And so when something comes up, they're like, oh, I, I use this as an escape. But yeah, you escape from reality 24 hours a day and you can't escape from reality. So when it comes into the things you're watching or like it becomes part of like a cultural or pop cultural thing, you, too bad, too bad. Well, yeah, I, All you I, do I, is run away from it. I, um... I actually talked about this on the Dan Black Attack podcast this week, but I think it, I think it is interesting because, um, and it kind of does apply because it's like AEW will sometimes mention stuff that's going on, WWE actively avoids it, uh, uh, right. like the world, and and it's kind of hard to avoid all this election stuff we got going on right now, uh, and and how the world is just crazy in the pandemic and blah blah blah. So it's kind of it's. It, I don't know if you're able to have like that kind of escapism. I, 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 my hat off to you. Like that sounds like it's probably pretty healthy. But not only do I, am I not able to do it? I don't fundamentally believe in that. It's like right. almost like 
the like thoughts and prayers kind of thing where you're like, hey, you're saying something that's not actually addressing the issue. I understand that's something that makes you feel better, like your comfort. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I, uh, when it comes to like, for example, a lot of celebrities tell people to vote and I'm like, that's completely fine. Like that right. they're using their platform to tell you something they believe in. You can choose to unfollow them. And you also, it's up to you to, if like, if like, um, uh, uh, Steve Carell, you like love Michael Scott or whatever, right? It's up really? to you to protect yourself from the man, Steve Carell. Like, I don't understand right. why that. It's not his job to protect you from who Steve Carell is. It's your right. job to shield yourself from Steve Carell so you can only hear him say, that's what she said, you know? Right. So my point is yeah. like, but, but that being said, it's on the other side of the, the other side of this. And I think, a, a, a lot of there's points on, on 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 both sides of this issue, but like is like if some if someone wants to remind you to vote, I said this in another podcast. Marissa Tomei was the first person I said who said have a voting plan, and that actually reminded me to go look up, and I realized I actually wasn't signed up for a mail-in ballot. Now I was going to vote regardless, you know what I'm saying? Right. But I was like, oh well, actually I'll get a mail-in ballot, and then and then because she said that, so that's fine. But what I don't like is I don't I agree with everyone that like when celebs sing imagine that, yes that is whack like we right. do, I don't need you to like be like I'm a celebrity so I can make you feel better I don't need that but if you want to use your platform to get actual information out that's fine sure no yeah and I mean escapism is great I have I play video games I I get the idea of wanting to escape but if all you do is escape then don't be surprised when you run out of hiding places. That's all. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. Like, and I think it's also this interesting thing where it's like, as a comedian, uh, there is a, there is this like rising movement of people being like, like it's very popular to just be like, shut the fuck up. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like, like just being like, this person said this, shut the fuck up. And like, you're, and you're like that, that aggressiveness, I guess it's like, you can undercut what somebody's doing, but ultimately like, it's kind of like, and I'm sure I do it. I'm sure I'm, I'm not perfect or anything. I'm sure I do do this behavior, but ultimately like someone said this, someone said this thing to me one time where they were like, uh, they were like, they were they were commenting about somebody else, and they were like, they were talking about their talent, and they were like, imagine that person was able to take life seriously, yeah. You know? And they're like, imagine the great work this person could do, or something. And that always like, right, stuck right, with right, me, right. where you're like, it is easy, and I do it also. I think being a comedian is a form of escapism for me. Like I was in the corporate world and was like, I don't want to do that. I'm not, I hate that. Right. So I'm like, I'm gonna escape it. But then I also had the the lesson where I was like, I got into the comedy world. And it was like a lot of the stuff that I was escaping, you can't escape. They're fundamental parts of our society. So if you actually, if they actually irk you, all you could do is face them head on. There's really no such thing as escaping, right? So right. if you're like, oh, I want to ignore global warming and just drink bottled water or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, all, I know right. this is a wrestling podcast, but like, I'm saying like, you, the earth's still dying around you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know? Well, it's like you're in a house that's on fire and like you're in the bedroom and the bedroom catches fire and you get up, you go to the bathroom. The house is still, you can't escape this fire. It doesn't matter where you go to like avoid it you ha it's it's around you and it's going to consume everything but like 
Yeah, I, well, I, but it again, like, it, it, it is be... like really how the, I just want to relate this to to wrestling for a second. Yeah, because I think like we can talk. We can <laughs> it's handle... like you're the, it's like you're the Undertaker and your brother sets the house on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I actually want to relate this to Trump because Trump is such a pro wrestler, and we don't have to talk about uh, like your support for him or blah blah blah. It's kind of not really uh, relevant to my point here. My point is like I watch a lot of his rallies, like you know, yeah, and there is a part of me who that like I see the humor in a lot of the stuff he's saying. Like it, some of the stuff he's saying is objectively a funny thing for the president of the United States to say. You're like, sure. that is so crazy that it's kind of like this layered thing. And it, and it really does tie into wrestling where it's like, like it is the fact that he holds that separate, the president from the separating the president from the presidency is really yeah. interesting thing because if you're like, wow, this guy is the president, whether you like it or not. So him saying that as the president is so funny. It's like if Randy Marsh was the president. Right, 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 right. It's not that he himself is funny. It's this that he happens to be the person saying this thing that within the context of the presidency is, I mean, ironic to say the least, uh, and is like outright just like it's like on paper, it's a perfect game where it's like a president <laughs> acting the way that he does. It makes no sense for a president to act that way. Right. But then you're like, oh wow, well actually, we actually need that job to be like you don't want you don't want like Vince McMahon to be in charge right. of like the sewer department in of your neighborhood where you're like you know it's like it's like oh we're gonna overflow the sewers because that'll be like a good story like you right. could all talk to your friends and be like can you believe the sewers are overflowing but like ultimately you'd start getting sick you'd start being able to like not go outside of your house it would start smelling but yes you would have something awesome to talk about which is that the fucking this this awesome character took over the fucking sewers and right. started right that's also right. ultimately what's happening is like you're like trump gives up everybody so much wrestling and a lot of people that's why he has big support a lot of his support and i'm not talking about like there's hate groups that support him and blah 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 right but there are a lot of people that don't realize they're getting worked right. by marks. his character and right. they're, they're marks they, trump marks they're, yeah they're marks for a president who just punks on the office and that's why he right. brings in these like cynics and uh it's it's kind of right. fucking it's kind of interesting you know i mean it's extremely right. interesting um but there is this like that i do think the pro wrestling fan is very attuned to uh to this level of being worked like and we're always looking for it we're always looking you're always watching wrestling with two eyes you know, you're all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Of course. I'm gonna leave that, I'm gonna let that I point agree. Lie. I you agree. agree I, also, I, 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 I watch wrestling with both of my eyes. Yep. You, you use both eyes? Yep. What about Alistair Black? Yeah. Well, I found that if I watch with one eye, it it uh, it seems kind of blurry, and then when I watch with the other eye, it's like pretty clear. So I think I have like astigmatism or something. But so I got to watch with both at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I watch with both eyes. So that point is done. That was a brilliant point, right? We should just lock that right. away. Uh, okay. Lock it in. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right, let's uh, lock that point in. Okay, uh, that point's locked in. So, <laughs> but we're always watching. Like, I, I feel like I watch TV now, TV shows, as someone like who writes 
um, has produced a television show. I'm I can't watch television without and uh, I can't watch television without watching from that lens. Also, the writer, but like so sometimes I talk to like my brother about a show, and I've actually had to like keep this in check. Where I'm like, uh, like my brother will watch the same show and I'll call him and I'll be like, yeah, that was fucking awesome. That was cool. And I'm like, yeah, but like, that, would that character really do that? And like, is right. that consistent with this and that? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was. And then I always get to the same place in the conversation where it's like, yeah, you know, what I, I liked it. And the same thing with like wrestling. Wrestling has an extra layer of you watch it as you can watch it as like a writer. But then you also watch it as the what the character's doing in terms of the world of the universe. And then you right. also are supposed to watch wrestling. It's actually in the script of the other layer of them as a human being. And sometimes they're crossing over those walls. You know, right. so like so like Randy Orton's gonna talk about I don't know, like what's something personal he's talked about. They'll kinda of like infer like remember when Randy Orton shit in people's bags? And you're yes, supposed yeah. to kinda of like you're supposed to like know that information even right. though it's not in storyline. Right. So like we're used to watching things with this added extra kayfabe layer. And it's what it's what I make it's why I think wrestling is so fucking great in that way. Yeah. And it's also what makes it so complicated, which is why they're having this controversy now with like Twitch and stuff. Right. Because like there is like we can all. I mean, do you want to? Did you want to say something? Because I'm moving on to another topic. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, cool. But like, so I'm saying, like, we can all shit on Vince McMahon for what he's doing, and ultimately, I disagree with what he's doing with the Twitch stuff. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, is there's a lot of reports, and actually, Andrew Yang, uh, he's like, seems to be a bark. Um, yeah, he, he had Ziggler on his podcast, and they were like, you know, he like knew his shit about wrestling. Uh, and he's been using – he's kind of like – you know, if you don't know who Andrew Yang is, like he was in the uh, primary race for the Democratic Party, presidential party. He did like way better than people expected. His whole thing was the universal basic income, the, the UBI or whatever, like giving everybody like $1,000 a month so they have like some dignity. Um, and also he's like objective. He also thinks this will save us money in the long run because of services, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, you know, what many – some of you are, think are like socialists and some people think is like decency for the, the first world country, whatever, Not get into that but his whole thing is like calling out WWE for giving wrestlers being uh 1099 they're independent contractors uh if you don't know that WWE wrestlers like even guys like like um like a Ziggler we just mentioned or whatever like you know who's clearly a full-time employee of WWE like if you look at his hours he's probably those those guys are probably more than full-time employees when you look at that right if you count travel time you know yeah um, and if you count how on call they are, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. You would call like, it lifetime, like like instead of full time, it'd be like lifetime employees. Not meaning they're there for their lifespan, but it is a twenty four hour, like a doctor or something. Like it's just you're always on the clock, right? And they're paid by ten ninety nines, uh, meaning right. that they don't have to get benefits, so they don't get full health insurance and blah blah. blah and it's abs- it's ridiculous. Um, uh, but the thing with wrestling, it's the same thing as this pandemic, where wrestling kind of like like skates under the radar somehow because no one gives a fuck. It's not a real sport. Like it's not, right. it doesn't count as a sport. And it's a, this huge publicly traded company that like people turn a blind eye to because they're like, whatever they're like circus meaning. Yeah. 
Like, right now, the big thing in California was Prop 22, which was for Uber drivers to be employees. Right. And there's tons of lobby money. Like, I'm seeing commercials all day for, like, and, and it's clearly paid for by Uber. And it's like, it's actors. And they're literally just being like, I don't want to have benefits. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, I love not having any health insurance from this yeah. job. You know? Uh, well, the interesting <laughs> thing about that is, like, uh, my friend uh, Lorraine, who you might know too, um, from uh ucb yeah i know uh, she she had an interesting point um where like the idea is that like yeah the the argument made in those commercials they're uh they're like oh well, you know actually i have i can pick my own hours and i can blah 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 right but that doesn't get talked about is that the drivers aren't getting paid for like the time when they're not getting right. a ride or when somebody cancels or right so like really your hours that you're picking you're not getting paid for all those. Yeah, hours. you have to it's pay like, somebody to be on call. You know, right. like it's the same thing as like a wrestler who, if you can call a wrestler last minute and be like, "We need you on Raw." Yeah, and the Undertaker, no less. Say no, not even like right? right, like not even like like Apollo Cruz, but like the fucking Undertaker is expected to just like get on right. a plane and come back, right? So ultimately, like you know, um, yeah. So okay, so look, they should not be paid by ten ninety nine. No. That, so that being said, what I was saying is that what what the what what I love about pro wrestling is that this blend of reality theater and scripted television is that Vince does have a semi valid argument about like wrestlers using their characters in third party uh, businesses. So like WWE has their own kind of cameo service now, right? Where you can like talk to uh, yeah. Reigns for like two minutes. If a wrestler's on cameo for one third of the price, then you're right. like it undercuts their business model directly, you know? Right. So now obviously it's like Cry Me a River for WB. They make so much money. And ultimately I'll always side on the talent, you know what I mean? But it is like it is interesting how how uh these characters but you'll you'll never own their real name like there's no there's no there's no way legally what vince is doing is okay it's just like if you speak up against him you don't get booked right 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 yeah and it's like one of those things where it's like it's it's not illegal but it's unethical and there's no way to police or or regulate uh like a lack of ethics in a private company right and because WWE is so good at somehow skating under the radar, but I told you on this podcast that the Twitch thing, I think, would might be the, something he's going to do is going to break the camel's back. And getting the attention of Andrew Yang is not a small thing. Right. You know, WWE, no one cares. I mean, John Oliver makes comedy pieces about it. Everyone posts it, then they don't care anymore, right? But right. if you've never had a real politician going after WWE, you, right? I don't think. How no. Do you, so uh, he's, no, he's pretty. No, not unless he's in the ring shaving Vince McMahon's <laughs> head. <laughs> oh, anyway, so I mean, it is pretty interesting. Like, do you think, like, uh, if you let's say if you were Vince, right? I mean, it's hard to even imagine. Right. But if you were Vince, okay. Let me get. Okay, yeah, right. get in the zone. Hold on, I'll help you out here. I'll help you out here. We'll get you. We'll get you something. Um. Uh, if you, sorry, okay. If you're Vince, okay. Yeah, I'm Vince. I'm picturing it. Okay, you're Vince. 
Would you... Okay. And did you freeze? Oh, okay. No. Oh, okay. You are Vince. No. Okay. Vince. Okay. You're, you're okay. You're Vince. If you, if Vince. you see the right. video right now, Zoom uh, Newman is... Uh, it's uh, Vince is not here, right? This is just... I just gotta check because you've been hacked. Before. No, it's me. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in character. I'm in character. Oh, okay. It's so, okay. So this is Newman. This is the layers of why we like wrestling. This Newman, you are playing Vince right now, right? Correct. <laughs> okay. Correct. Okay. Well, you sound a lot like the, the Vince that normally comes on the show. So, but okay. Um. What? Okay. You're spicy. The picture you chose of Vince right now, if you're not watching the Zoom video, which you can on our YouTube page, uh, is him smelling money. So that kind of answers the question for me already. But, like, and you see Asuka. She's your WWE champion. And she's on, she's Kana. It's like cooking with Kana or whatever she does. I don't know what she does. And she, a video I've seen of her on YouTube is she's had the women's, I've seen her have the SmackDown women's title and both titles in the background would it bother would it bother you if she's monetizing on youtube has the titles in the back but she's calling herself kana she's not wrestling she's like you know cooking with kana she's making brisket or whatever does it bother me yes it bothers me because that money's mine <laughs> okay yeah. Uh, so yeah, I know. Okay. I know exactly All right. Good. What you good. Mean. Good. I'm glad know, we did that see, simulation. I'm glad we yeah. did that. That was a quick simulation. Yeah. Um, the explanation was way longer than it needed to be. Frankly, some of my my least um, uh, uh, effective use of of the, my vernacular. But Newman, um, would it bother you though? What do you think? No, I think they should be able to do whatever they want. Like the the. Um, there's no way. I, I mean, if she's on a separate platform calling herself Asuka, Empress of Tomorrow, uh, and maybe the WWE has some sort of like claim to that character, but like the person, Kana, uh, they do not have a claim to her name or uh, any, her likeness unless she's in her full fucking gear. Like, um, right, right. And it is just, it's this ethical. Right. right line that he's willing to cross and he you know andrew yang is calling him out on it right uh because people don't give a fuck like they don't he doesn't people like they don't give a fuck about ethics vince mcmahon doesn't care about ethics like is it illegal no okay then we're gonna do this it's right. it does nothing to do with like how does this is this the right thing to do makes me smart makes me smart right uh, okay. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's. Uh, I mean, I could talk about this forever, but we'll move away from it. It's very very interesting. I do think we'll we'll follow this because uh, we'll we'll see where it goes. Especially if the government shifts, like it's projected to do. If the government shifts over and Linda McMahon no longer has her clutches on the uh, the White House, and Andrew Yang is a prominent Democrat, you know what I mean? Uh, in a right. and the Senate flips. Uh, could be interesting. Maybe we'll see something happen with WB. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the more uh, fun kayfabe stuff. What do you say? How do you feel about that? Let's do it. All right. Well, before we get into the WB draft, because I know you're you're chomping at the bit to talk about the draft. I can tell. Yeah, it's so exciting. Uh, it, yeah, it, it was so. It, it made so much sense as always. It was executed so uh, not lazily at all. It was so well done. It was. Fucking terrible, the draft. Uh -huh. Again, another terrible Snooze WWE fest. draft. A really cool idea that is doesn't work at all. Um, I, I, I would be shocked if you told me you enjoyed that draft. 
Um, and I and I'd be shocked if you told me you care what shows some wrestlers are on. Like I have six notes in here for this draft. Like I wrote six things down that interest me. I, I, I don't even think these. I'll, we'll go through them in a second. But first thing I want to say is let's move to AW for a second. AW, which I'm enjoying a lot right now, especially as WWE's production has ramped up to this level. Mm-hmm. AW is going back to feeling a little shoddy where I like it, like a little more indie. And pretty excited for the show this week, tonight, to be honest. Like, uh, we got ton- um, Lance Archer. Is it Lance Archer? or <laughs> I get yeah. the two mixed up. Damian Priest and Lance Archer. I get it mixed up because of the fucking Archer. <laughs> Damian Priest, the Lance Archer of infamy. The Lance Archer of infamy. Um, the the Archer of yesteryear. But so, uh, like Mox versus Lance Archer. I, I, I you know, I, I just, I like the... AEW feels more like an independent show now, but with a huge budget. Yeah. That's what I really enjoy. So I'm excited for it. But okay, AEW Boundless looks like that's gonna be the name of their second show. Interesting. Yeah. AEW is gonna have a second show um, on TNT. Uh, uh, yeah, Boundless is a actually I, I like that name because it's like it's just outside of the box. It's not like explosion or whatever. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, right. So yeah, uh, it looks like that second show is coming soon. Um, and also, did you see this Jericho interview? No. On busted open. No, no, no. So actually I got to talk to the dude, the busted open guy, the what's his name? David LaGreca, Facebook friend of me. I'm going to try to talk to that guy. Um, uh, so Jericho is pretty interesting because he was, um, oh my God. So Jericho was on there and they asked him like about his career, you know, cause he's having his 30th anniversary or whatever. And he was talking about going to AEW and in it, he was like, yo, all those WB guys, they all owe me a steak dinner because when I went to AEW, they all got immediate pay raises. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and, and it was pretty cool. And then he was like, he was like, there, he was like, oh, I don't know if I'm having the best years of my career, but I'm saying I'm having the most fun. He's like, I literally just went, he's like, he was trying to, he gave me, why I bring this up is that he really gave like some insight into the creative at AEW. He was like, I went to Tony Khan. I said, yo, isn't it funny that he's the orange juice guy and I'm the champagne guy? Why don't we have a mimosa match? And then he drew a mimosa match. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he was like, yeah. let's do it. And he's like, and then Tony Khan was like, yeah, no problem. And he's like, he's like, I, he's like, I think I would have been retired from wrestling just because I couldn't do the put up with the WWE creative bullshit like now. But yeah. here, this is giving me more uh, uh, time in my career. So I think that's really interesting, and that's awesome, and that's props to WWE. AEW. AEW. But I also want to say one thing else, which is like, that they're also. I hope AEW has some pushback over there because they're really blowing Rusev. You know, uh-huh. yeah. and like, I don't need to see fucking Rusev playing an arcade game on the, like, that just feels like a complete waste of this huge guy. And like, not right. every character needs to be a complete, like funny goof. Like some guys can be, uh, like, uh, you know, we could, uh, I don't know. So, so I'm saying like, that's really cool for a guy like Jericho who has amazing creative ideas, you know? Right. Um, right. But Rusev, to be honest, I don't think should have any creative. Like, if I was if I was booking Rusev, he's showing me that like 
He doesn't know how to choose outfits. Um, like, yeah, I would, right, I, right. I, I, he hasn't been cool since the tank. Let's be real. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Here's the wheelhouse for Rusev. Yeah. Rusev Putria, Rusev Machka. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like he, and I think even to be honest, I, I always take a lot of shit from my, uh, cause I, I really like Rusev. Um, I, I see yeah, Rusev as like a big heavyweight champion so i always get really frustrated with how he's booked but i also feel like he does not rise to the occasion like they gave him that whole lashley uh angle and like i just feel like he never nailed it like he had kind of a moment and it was always like ironically detached always being like i'm handsome and you're like yeah you're in the ring like with your wife who cheated on you like why would you be like being i'm goofy handsome rusev like he never nails it he needs direction you know yeah um, and then the, him talking about being a Twitch gamer, I guess it'll make you money, but it's going to tank the rest of his career, in my opinion. And we'll see if I'm wrong. Um, that being said, a guy like John Moxley probably needs no direction. He, uh, on AEW last week had an amazing vignette. It was edited. Oh also. yeah. Yeah. It looked cool. And you're like, he feels, even if it's not like your style of thing, you're like, you know, he's there. He's got a shot in front of him. He's out in the desert. You know he loves the desert. He lives in Nevada. <laughs> Even uh, Renee has said in interviews, like, I can't get this fucking guy to move out of the desert, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're like, uh, you know, you're kind of like, you, you, there's an authenticity there, whether it's your style or not. Yeah. And yeah. Rusev and I... maybe should not be authentic. Maybe he's better off waving a Bulgarian flag because if he's going to play, talk right. about streaming fucking uh, Fortnite with my nephews, it's not going to be a threatening thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to touch on something too, like I think the um, the really cool thing about that vignette that I have to give AEW credit for is, is what WWE doesn't do, which is let's talk about things that have happened in other promotions as part of the full picture here. When he says like, um, and I'll actually tag onto this. I think Rusev should have gone to NJPW. I understand why he didn't, but imagine Rusev uh, just being a fucking bruiser in NJPW. But the it, he's I, such an LA guy. He has mentioning LA. Yeah. yeah, mentioning that like the last time that they fought was in uh, Japan, and he almost killed him. And now he's like coming to finish the job. I thought that was really cool and really effective, and I that wish was, that WWE I, would do that. I, I, I think that was the first time I remember seeing a Lance Archer match, even though I know I have. But like, when yeah, he, I felt like no, 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 I'd seen Lance Archer before, but when he was like the Murder Hawk and they wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. Um, and and by the way, it, that was the first time I remember being like, oh, Lance Archer is pretty cool. Um, and he was doing that. His move was the blackout. You know, uh, yeah. that move he was like going to give it to John outside. By the way, John Moxley wrestled at uh, Bloodsport, uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, like last week. And there's a fucking gif. I think I sent it to you, but it was a Facebook yeah. link. Did you see it? Yeah, with him when he when he's making his entrance. Yeah, and he comes out and he he drinks it and he fucking slams it on the ground. You're like, yo. I understand that what he's doing is like a stone cold, like Sandman hybrid, and you could call it like derivative or whatever, but fuck it. Someone's got to do it, and it feels natural on him, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I like this, like when he's like getting all pumped up and he like chilled himself out for a second. 
Like I'm, it's I'm all... like a straight up Moxley fan now, which is like crazy. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> but also like then I also like Renee like tweeted like that he was wearing trunks and she was like, "Look at Moxley in trunks." I was like, "Just fucking acknowledging that your husband's in trunks." Like this, this is my language, man. Yeah. Uh, this is like this is. I just really like what's going on. And Moxley, I like yeah. that he's like when he wrestles outside of AEW, he wears the fucking booty shorts. But yeah, in yeah, AEW, yeah. it's the pants. And like, I don't like love the pants, but anyway, I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know, Rusev, the, the whole idea of like, like, I feel almost like a grandpa sometimes, but it's like, don't talk about Twitch. Like, I know. It's it, just it's not important. It, financially, I guess it's smart. But also, like, I don't think you're gaining, like, a ton of Twitch followers from, like, going on AEW and talking about video games. Like, just mention, just, like, just, like, have the announcers be, like, Rusev's playing a lot of video games on his Twitch screen. I hope he's, I hope he's ready for tonight. Like, we all know right. that, like, AJ Styles plays, like, video games and shit. But, like, wouldn't you fucking hate if he came out and was, like, like, Twitch, look, phenomenal. I'm phenomenal at games yeah, yeah, also. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. I made affiliate. I made Twitch affiliate, y'all. Yeah, I made Twitch. He's like this. He's like, yeah. <laughs> That's a visual for you guys. He goes from the hand gloves, flips it down into playing with an air controller. <laughs> yeah. Uh, AJ video games is are not like video games are a blast. I, I love video yeah. games. I don't play that many video games, but they're but they're not inherently a. They're so uncool in wrestling, and that goes for. The New Day, who don't talk about gaming in, in, in the wrestling. And then it's cool that we know they game when they're not wrestling. I love that. Right. But Kenny, oh, like, it's too much wrestling. It's too much, like, I got to incorporate the video games into my wrestling. That should not be going on, you know? It's just not a right. cool look. Right. It's not right. cool. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, if I was a wrestler, I would probably incorporate some Magic the Gathering shit. Like totally, but it would be I wouldn't dress up like fucking Jace the Mind Sculptor or whatever. Uh, right, yeah. I might look at some patterns that are cool. Anyway, all right. Um, <laughs> the last thing I want to say is AJ is such a WWE company man shill that on his uh, and it actually maybe was whatever little bit of respect I had for him, but he basically was on his Twitch stream talking about how. Oh, I don't know. Actually, it could be a good idea to get, you know, everybody under WWE Twitch umbrella because then it'll help fans find us on Twitch. And it's like, bro, if you're AJ Styles and you're on Twitch and your fans have trouble finding you, that is on you. There's no reason why if you know who AJ Styles is and you watch Twitch that you can't find him on Twitch. No. The, and he's like, know, oh, it could be a good thing. I, I, you know, who knows? It could be a good thing. It, it's like, bro, you are, you are such a fucking shill. And Vince McMahon just like has you that you're willing to be like, oh, it could be a good idea. I don't know. <laughs> Even AJ on Raw this week, he had a, like, he was supposed to, he was cutting like a promo, but it was from home. Yeah. You know, he was doing like yeah. an iPhone promo. And like in the background, there was just a picture of him and like, Randy Orton and like Mark Henry and they all had like their arms around each other and I just like no one noticed it. It like totally broke right. the game. It was yeah, like yeah, yeah. All, it was all these like it, like it might as well have been Jeff Hardy and fucking Sami Zayn like <laughs> right <laughs> at a party or something or a wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
Um, that's how slapped together these wrestling shows are sometimes. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right, we're gonna talk about. Let's move on and talk about the WB draft. This WB draft. Okay, I already basically said it, but it was terrible. They did it the same way. They learned nothing about the last time. As a matter of fact, if the the last time I remember, they had like those war rooms, right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. there was like some semblance of 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 like even though the war rooms were like stock footage and made no sense, just like this time, um, uh, this time they didn't even bother with that. They just kind of lazily were like, "There's USA and NBC uh, and 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 Fox executives in the back," but as Stephanie came out, she just reads them off and clips a five, and there's no difference between what show you're on. It's both in the Thunderdome. Uh, it's not like I'm a Raw subscriber, you're a SmackDown subscriber. So all I can say is this show is made to is just made for kids, which is what they want to do. I don't, you know, I I right. It's like this. The draft is just is kid level. It's like right. Some stuff they do I like that is high level. I love wrestling, but like this kid, you know, this was like this was just like. Uh, this is literally I mean, it's as low as it gets in terms of it making sense like for example you can draft five guys at the same time yeah okay so like the full the hurt, hurt business. business the full the fifth pick was the entire hurt business so yeah. you can get five well, uh, they huge drafted guys. they drafted <laughs> the the hurt business llc so they got they got all of the of the company right you, you can know. draft the full business um. Uh. You know. Uh, <laughs> I just don't even know what to say. I mean, this is so stupid. Uh, you even can draft if you add Ziggler something. and Bobby Roode together, who right. are not even a tag team. I guess they're a tag team now, but like, I wasn't even sure they were. Like Ziggler a second ago was wrestling for the title. Yeah. So yeah. okay, they get drafted as a tag team. It's just it's so stupid. I mean, Pointless. it makes yeah. no sense. You're saying like even if you. You could add something, even add it, add it like, uh, okay, October 9th was the first night. It's like, okay, as of right now, everyone's a free agent and you either get drafted to a show and you get your contract or you don't. And if you don't, you go to NXT. Sure. But like something, it should be one wrestler at a time. Or if you're a team, it's like, or, or you have to like register these guys they registered as a tag team so that means like going right. to this next season you're going to be a tag team like they can't even commit to any of this kind of creative that like so you can get Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler together who right. easily, are two former whatever basically champions you get them together you know yes uh, <laughs> so what a like, deal what do you get these the deals you can get are unbelievable um yeah like, like, could you imagine, like, when uh, what, when the Eagles Eagles win the Super Bowl in, like, 2000, what was it, 16? Right. Uh, and then, like, the next year, it's like, uh, oh, the New England Patriots draft the 2016 Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> they have the entire organization in one shot. Yeah, it's like, they, like, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it. It's just whatever. Like, I kind of get it, but you're like. Uh, this is just clearly not the most sensical way to do this. Like it, it, it makes no sense. You get that, right? All right. Not to mention, like, like I'm just saying, they, they clearly don't think about any of this. They're just like, whatever. Who cares? No one cares enough. It's not going to affect our bottom line. Whatever. I again, I'm always go by the thesis that like I think the better you make your show, 
you, uh, 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 the more you care, the more people care, you know? So it's like they take the WB fan, fans for granted in this way or whatever. But again, this was like kid-level bullshit. They start saying yeah. that SmackDown on Friday is now, because of this draft, the season premiere of SmackDown. And you're like, what? This is yeah. this okay? This is the season premiere. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Every episode's a bottle episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like all right, it's the season premiere, so we learned that. Rey Mysterio and <laughs> and Dominic get drafted together. Yeah, and literally they cut to a promo being like, "Yo, I thought they were gonna split us up," and you're like, "Wait, you guys don't even know if you <laughs> if you're eligible to be, you could be drafted together." Like, right. Like, is a package deal? Like, what are we talking about? It's so stupid. It makes yeah. no sense. Uh, and, yeah. and you know WWE is not like, okay, it's not even like they're, they have storylines set up and they're like, okay, now we have to, sh- we have to get these characters because we have these fresh new storylines. We have to get these characters over to those storylines in some kayfabe way. They're just shuffling the deck and then they're going to figure out what that means after those decks have been shuffled. Right, and I guess like that—that's the element of it that's exciting because you're like, oh, you start just thinking like, okay. W- w- I guess the only thing I think about is the heavyweight picture. You're like, right. oh, all right, cool. So now we could maybe see Seth Roman, right? And then you're like, right. okay, now Fiend can go after Drew, or like, so you're like, okay, you could switch those things up. But like, why even have? brand delineations like just have fiend show up on raw like just have seth go over to like smackdown like it's right. in the thunder he trapped he went over to his local thunderdome it's the same right place. Like, I, I don't i the, the whole but 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 like they know they have a cool idea there they just refuse to care about that work like you can h- hire an actor make him be and donnie nbc okay yeah and then you have fucking donnie fox Okay. Right. And do subliminal, 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 subliminal snowman. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's a funny character. (laughs) Subliminal snowman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what that (laughs) is, but like have subliminal left, right wing messages, right? Right. Have like the Fox people are being like a little more conservative, right? Right, and then the 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 NBC people—they're a little more like liberal. You you don't have to do that in a blatant way. Just do it like you, know, you don't have to do it in like a over the top way. Just use it as like right. a little guide. Like be like, oh, like you know, they're spending money this way, or they like that. You know, uh, you know, they they're kind of against choosing Seth because he's like a little bit of an antichrist or whatever, right, or, right, or, right. He, or he's super religious. Like I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. I, I'd have to think. I didn't think this through at all. Or or like, um. But, like, just do something, like, to have them, be, like, actually fighting over it, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, like, to have... Why is it Stephanie comes out and just says, you're going here? It's not a draft. What it is is just a... It's recasting. a superstar shakeup, which is yeah. an actual thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is. It isn't a draft. It is just a superstar shakeup, which is an equally kind of, boring premise. Yeah, and it made this. It made these episodes feel like nothing, like really mattered that much. But anyway, okay. So, all right. Here's the things I wrote down. Um, so they did break up the new day using the draft, which I think was a really clever way to break up the new day. That being said, it was so silly that it was like, oh, Stephanie's coming out now, and ironically, the next two draft picks are. Uh, are you two and then and, and, and you so it's like uh, meaning like she came out 
if just to recap this, Stephanie came out after the New Days won the titles, uh, Xavier and Kofi. She came out. She's actually the next pick is going to Raw is Xavier and uh, Kofi. And then she's like, and the next pick after that is Big E staying on SmackDown or something, right? And you're right. like, whoa. So that implies that these drafts are happening live? Right. Yeah. Like these decisions are being made in the moment. Which is cool. That's how the drafts really happen. Right. And like that's why they had the war rooms last time. But like, what a fucking shitty way to do it. Like, yeah. you can't at all make it like show the people in the back being like, oh, nice. They're the tag champs. Let's choose them. And they're like, that means we're going to lose Big E. And like, make, make, you know what I mean? Like, just in, instead of it just being like, Stephanie just says it. I yeah. don't know. It's so sloppy. Or why does, but then also then it's like, why does the Hurt Business get drafted together? But then the New Day has to be broken up. Yeah. By the way, while we're sitting here, Uber just sent me a push notification saying, Prop 22 will save lives. <laughs> Every single person I know says, vote no on Prop 22. Uber's spending all their money to get Prop 22 to not get through. But I'm saying, you know, that's uh, interesting how that tied in. But, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, okay, okay. But that being said, splitting them up, this is a good way for you don't need a heel turn for New Day. It's just like they're on different channels, and then you can be you can on, on different shows, and then you can have it like Kofi. You know, Kofi can still run in to save Big E one day on the other show. You're right. just kind of like pulling back from the full New Day package, so that when you bring it back, it'll feel fresh. You know, right, right. It's smart, and it gives Big E Big E his proper singles run, which is long overdue. Yeah, you know. Yes, that's true. So, big I'm, A, Big A is the first Big E. They're on the they're on the sixth iteration now. They're on Big E. Started as Big A. There's Big B, Big C. Now we're on Big E. Big A through D were unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, preparations A through F, uh, mm-hmm. or is it A through G were unsuccessful. So we're on preparation yeah. H uh, from Austin Powers, which it's just. Just funny. This is just the funny. first one holds so up funny. really, really well. I put oh man, Jamie and I one night we were just like, let's watch Austin Powers one. Just put it on. And yeah, die in. It's so funny. Dying. It's so funny. Yeah, and it's funny because like anytime you make a comedy that's great, there's always like a ten year pushback. You know, there's always, right, like, that, right, right, right. That, that like ten year like oh that was dumb, but then like everyone starts realizing like no nah, that was that thing was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the the opening scene of of Austin Powers when he dances that yeah. I didn't appreciate that until I got older. Like now, when I watch that, I'm like, that is so fucking funny. He just walks down the street and is like, <laughs> yeah, he has the whole city behind him. Yeah, and it's like the Beatles; they're all running after him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It'll just like go up to like a uh, English Bobby, and then they just <laughs> dance together. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> it's just such an insane character. I love it. Um. Uh, okay. Did you ever so see the- that Seth Meyers do the Boston Powers? It was like Seth Meyers on SNL doing Boston Powers, and it was like, "Do I make you horny, baby?" <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, all that Boston stuff. <laughs> Boston shit's always funny. Um, until Philadelphia became the the new Boston accent. The new Bo- yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> because yeah. like the Eagles. <laughs> uh, yeah, Eagles. Uh, Fluffy Eagles. Uh, okay. Oh, so. Okay, so here was the coolest thing that happened on both shows this week. 
Um, and there was some good stuff that happened on the show. There's none of them had to do with the draft, really. Um, right. Is the Fiend showed up on Raw? He was drafted to Raw, which is exciting because we could see we could do the Fiend, and he had a killer moment. Always the best, and out of out of nowhere, always the best shit that happens on Raw. And you, when he showed up, you did not expect it because he attacked uh, Andrade <laughs> um, yeah. and Zelina with Alexa Bliss, and it was fucking killer. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, you would yeah. never expect it. And The Fiend, I, I'll say this. He wrestled on SmackDown, which was great. It felt so big time that he was in the main event. Like, when, when The Fiend wrestles, it, he wrestles so infrequently on the, the weekday shows that yeah. it feels so big time. Like, when he enters, I'm, like, just as excited about it as I was, like, that first SummerSlam when he wrestled Finn or whatever. Like, I just love yeah. it. The song rocks. And because we yeah. see Sweater Bray so much more often, it just really works. Yeah, and he also has that, he's approaching that sort of that like spine tingling moment when like when, you know, when you're a kid and the Undertaker's gong hits and the lights go out. Now it's like when the when the starts happening and you're just like, ooh. The, the, the power down? Yeah, the power. Yeah, Yo, shut the power off. I, my, it's so funny. The, the, so is The Fiend in kayfabe? Yeah. This is the, this goes to the layers. Is the fiend a better electrician than retribution? Oh <laughs> like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like f- when fiend turns the power off, it goes like yeah, in stages, yeah, in stages. He he like does like a proper shutdown. Like in kayfabe, is he pulling like proper? Yeah, he's power cycling. He doesn't want to overload the breakers, so he's like, all right, I'm shut down quadrant A first. All right, power down. And then retribute, and he does it the same in every arena. So you know he's got at least he's he's finding a circuit breaker, you know. But retribution, I think what they do is it's like me and Yim heads over to the circuit breaker and just give it a little flicky flicky. She just goes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have no knowledge of like amperes or ohm resistance or anything, and it's just they're just like they go up to they just turn the light switch off. Meanwhile, the fiend is like has like a schematics. He has like a breakdown. He's like, all right, if I shut this one, there we go. Retribution literally just goes like with the lights, just the dimmer switch. I said the dimmer switch. I said when retribution shows up, it's not even like out of nowhere. They give you like a warning, like coming back from intermission on Broadway. Like the lights up and down, the lights flicker. Give them places, yeah. Give places. <laughs> oh man, uh, uh, it's so it's so funny when they don't think about something. Okay, but uh, okay, so Fiend, that, that was amazing. Uh, Alexa yeah. Bliss, Alexa Bliss, and Bray Wyatt, the two best actors in wrestling. So obviously they're pulling off something that's extremely high concept, and you have two of the best doing it. It's gonna fucking work. Yeah, <laughs> and I personally went from like not giving a shit that like and almost actively hoping that alexa wasn't gonna be this involved to then like suddenly just like a complete 180 and now i'm like this is everything i want it's so interesting because they're kind of doing what you would think they would do with like nikki cross with alexa right uh but yeah like alexa they're just full-on harley quinn it's full-on like she's obsessed with him and they teamed up it's great and she gives a pretty sweet sister Abigail too. Yeah, she gives Alina the sister Abigail, and then it's awesome because you could see what 
they they needed to find a credible way to make like Alexa uh like wrestle, you know? So this yeah. is going to be very interesting to see where she goes. Do you think we get an a big outfit change from Alexa like any you know? Maybe ooh, what if she got her own mask? Well, that's what I was thinking, but I think that she's I I doubt Vince is going to cover up her face. <laughs> you know? I think right. Vince will be like, I don't want to make her ugly. Like, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I, I just like knowing him, and also to be honest, I wouldn't do it either. I, yeah. I just feel like it's it, like she's so. Maybe expensive. she gets a jacket made of skin or something, or it's like some fucked up like, like it's somebody's body that she's wearing. I feel like it's all in the hair and the makeup. Like yeah. the thing about women is like they wear, like you could do such amazing shit with makeup that you don't even need a mask. It's almost like a, right, a mask, right, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then if a guy does it for you know whatever reason. <laughs> You you it, you. You're Jeff just, Hardy. You're Jeff Hardy, right? <laughs> like, it's like yeah. when you do it as a guy, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's not scary. I guess you could do it scary, but not like the feed face. I don't know. Anyway, right? Um, okay, so the last interesting thing about the the draft is that Daba Kato was drafted yeah. to Raw, and we they kind of just stopped talking about Raw Underground. Yeah, which is a bummer. And then Ziggler was drafted to SmackDown. And he was like a big part of Raw Underground, so I, is Raw Underground just over? I mean, it would be totally historically on track for them just to pretend like it never happened, like it just don't never mention it again. Yeah, I mean, Raw Underground got their ratings up. Yeah. Oh man, I really liked Raw Underground. That's a yeah, me too. Why would they not? Feels like such an easy thing to do because it's just a room in the Thunderdome you keep set up, right? Right, I guess. Right. They like, and like, you you don't need Shane that much to keep to do it every time. If if it's because Shane doesn't want to be there, I don't know. Anyway, I, I hope I hope it comes back. Not that we need it every week, but they did say it's at 10 p.m. every RAW, and then it just kind of stopped. So, yeah, I don't know. All right, um, Roman Reigns cut a promo on SmackDown uh, from the. I don't know if he was in the back or whatever, but. They uh, so they've been going for this mafia thing, which is that mafia is saying mafia is a direct quote of Reigns talking about what he's going for. Yeah. Um. And then I feel like they're adding this like '80s Wall Street. <laughs> they're adding like almost like a Goodfellas, like that whole era. Like even Heyman was wearing a suit with an '80s style kind of tie, and then they had those like kind of like a Gordon Gecko, like like uh you know like like statues in the background and, yeah and roman was wearing like a textured polo shirt you know um i think they're giving him like going like 80s mafia yeah 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 i mean i think something i noticed too was um it came across my instagram feed it kind of touches back what we were talking about a couple weeks ago with like how do you expand this like samoan mafia like thing rikishi uh, a number of years ago, maybe 10, 11 years ago, uh, admitted to it was when he, he was the one who ran Stone Cold Steve Austin over. Yeah. Do you remember this? And the reason was it was because me, Austin. because the uh, he was tired of seeing the great white hype wrestlers getting pushed instead of the Samoan wrestlers. And so you have in in the kayfabe history of this Ooh. company, you have Rikishi doing a racist. what Roman, yeah, 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 which what Roman Reigns is doing, 
which is like, I'm going to look out for my family and I'm going to create opportunities for my family. Oh. It is a perfect way to bring Rikishi into this whole situation with his sons. Uh, Rikishi with both, you know. is 100% a necessary element of this whole equation. Yeah. Um, almost to the point that I think Rikishi would work better than Heyman. Like, that could be argued, yeah, not, for not sure. A, not like not a, a different version of Rikishi, not like Oakley's and and uh, and uh, Fong, um, more like <laughs> Tribal Chief Rikishi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, could you imagine if they kicked him out? If like Rikishi comes and it's like your services are no longer required, uh, and like Heyman is now for the first time, like uh, like I have nobody to advocate for. Well, the thing is, you keep him on, like, I think what you do is you have Rikishi come in, you have the Usos finally bow down to the Tribal Chief, um, yeah. and you, and then you start, you know, you start, you know, you start, um, you know, you start assembling the Samoan Avengers or whatever, you know? Right. Uh, or, like, the family, and then you have Heyman feeling the heat of, like, I'm gonna get squeezed out. And then right. he has to really Tom Hagen himself, like really Robert Duvall, like, like has to like really like prove himself prove to the family. Yeah. And then he can be like, then it's like awesome if you have this like short fat Jew. Well, like it's like the real mob. It's like in every, it's like a trope. It's like the trope and like the mob and the mafia kind of stuff where it's like there's always like Lenny the Jew. There's always like the one yeah, there's Jewish guy. One, yeah. There's always one guy who's like, yeah, yeah, my dad took him in when he was six or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, um, uh, yeah. Paulie yeah, the yeah. Jew. So I think you keep him there because he's he's useful, but I do think Rikishi needs to show up, you know? Um, yes. It's going to be great. So that hell in the, uh, uh, so anyway, that promo from Roman was another, it was the same exact promo. So like nothing really to say about it. It was less effective than last week because he was not in person, but it was fine. Um, it was clearly kind of, kind of a holdover week, but he did say that the hell in a cell match will be an I quit match. So that's cool. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Jay Uso versus Roman. And is it going to uh, be in the cell? Like in I, the I hell in a cell. Assumed it was going to be in the cell, but now that you said that, maybe it's an I quit match and not a hell in a cell match. Yeah, I assumed it would be in the cell. I thought it was a like hell a, in a cell I quit match. That actually sounds silly now that I think about it. Maybe it's not in the cell. Right. Because hmm. maybe it was just because I mean the whole pay per view is going hell in a cell. So who the fuck knows? I know. If it's, it's yeah, it's like it's the, it's the same thing as the draft, right? And the, the reality right. is, I bet they don't even know yet. You no. know. <laughs> okay, so that's good. Lars Sullivan is back. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he looks cool, but he's it's hard to look best to this guy. I Someone said something else he did. He did something else weird. Lars Sullivan, just to recap, if you guys don't remember, got caught saying a bunch of racist shit on a bodybuilder forum back in the racist day. Racist and homophobic. Racist and, and homophobic. homophobic. Yeah. Now, I just want to say a couple things there, which is that, like, I don't... Listen... I'm sure what he, I actually don't know the quotes he said, but I'm sure they're not good. Yeah. I I feel like it's like, oh, so this guy, again, I don't, I don't believe every person is, I think we're allowed to make mistakes. And I think that not everyone's like completely irredeemable, you know, again, still requires you going through the proper motions to show that you actually have grown from it. Right. Like for example, 
Right. I felt like Sammy Guevara, and obviously you could be getting worked. The, I, I, the way that went down was very professionally done, which was like he made an insensitive comment. He actually called the person that he offended directly, apologized to her. This was when he said this terrible comments about Sasha Banks, and he apologized to her. They uh, suspended him, and they were gauging like – how bad he actually felt and, and blah blah and it's like okay uh, right now we're on notice like hey look it's not that we forget that but we're willing to look we're willing to uh give you the benefit of the doubt there and then now right. let's see what what he chooses to do we'll see if his true colors come out right because i kind of believe like if you're an inherent like racist or something like you know uh uh so you won't be able to hide it bigot right 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 so like we'll see sammy who's a young kid Let's see if he learns from this, right? Okay. Right. But Lars, I don't know anything about. I know he was off TV, but I know he also got hurt. Um, he said homophobic stuff, and then it came out he was in gay porn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, whatever, you know, sex work is real work. I'm not, I'm not judging what, what he did for money and blah, blah, blah. But you're like, okay, interesting. And then something else came out of him saying... Shit, I'm forgetting. Like something recent came out, and you're like, "This guy, like, are they?" So it's just like, yeah, he slid in somebody's DMs. And what did he do? He's he like he went he like asked somebody. It was somebody selling stuff, or maybe it was somebody on Instagram, and or and he went into their DMs and asked her for uh, pictures of her butt, and she was like, "You know, I'm blocking you. I already told." You know, you've been warned about this before. I don't keep clients that are can't respect my boundaries, and so yeah, he is obviously. I think like if I give the most generous interpretation of this all, right. he might be he might be closeted and dealing with all of the you know anxieties and crippling mental health issues that come with uh, not no pun intended wrestling with like that sort of. Um, you know, not being able to not, you know, feeling ashamed about who you are because you have all these whatever's, you know, how it happens. And like that could cause him then to act out in weird ways. And he hasn't been actually dealing with any of this. So it keeps, he keeps, you know, spraying his like insecurity out into the world because there's something else going on uh, where he's not able to feel comfortable with who he is. I guess my most generous interpretation, but like, you're a grown man, dude. Like, come, come clean and be honest, and uh, don't slide into people's DMs asking for butts. Like, <laughs> if you're like already on a hot seat, right? So, so I didn't even know I, I said that, but I kind of glanced over it because I actually didn't think Lars Sullivan was even in WWE. But it's like right. this thing where it is this thing where I. I I don't think WWE has to give us this full transparency of everything they do and how they handle things behind the scene. That's not necessarily right. like what we all need and whatever. Like, but it's like just confusing. Like, there's, there's like Velveteen Dream, and then there's like the Raw Star Sullivan. There's these guys where these things go down, and you're su supposed to feel one way about these guys, but then it's just like confusing because you're like what's this guy's deal? Like, you know, there's always, I don't know, for me, there's always this level of, like, uncomfortableness where I'm, like, I'm supposed to give into this guy's character. Right. But, like, it's just, it's just uncomfortable, you know? Like, I, I'm just saying. So, it's, like, I don't know how to 
I have a hard time watching Velveteen Dream without the first thing thinking like, wait, what's going on with him? Is he are he's are yeah. is this guy getting any help or anything? Or, and is right. Th- right? You know what I mean? So it's like kind of a similar thing, like, oh Lars Sullivan's back. Like I was never a fan of his or anything. I don't need him in WB by any means, but uh I also am it's just confusing, right? Yep. And yeah, also, it is. the reality is you don't have, like, any trust in, that WWE actually cares, you know? So it's just kind of this, like, I don't know. Right. I don't really know what to say about it. I'm not even sure why I'm talking about it. I don't care. Lars Sullivan's back. But I guess the reason I'm talking about it is because it's hard to, like, fine. It's hard to know how I feel about it, you know? It is what it yeah. is. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan to begin with. And also, I'd love to give him the benefit of the doubt because he never really got his run. But then everything about him seems so problematic that you're like right. uh i wish i had any kind of insight into the like it's just the same thing where it's like when hogan did that thing hogan had his episode and you're like just like just do the right thing man like just do just just go on a public platform and talk about how sorry you are you know or like what you've learned from this experience and why that happened and you know what i mean right. it just makes it makes me feel you're still when you see hogan you're like it's a bummer i can't just enjoy hogan yet he couldn't. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah. And I mean, because it is too, it's not as easy as just, like, you know, you can't just say, I'm sorry. Like, it has to be like, I'm sorry because, and explain what you did. And then you have to say, like, you know, what I said was wrong because of these reasons. I know that this isn't true. This isn't true. This isn't true. And in fact, you know, the opposite is true because of right. all these other things. And now I see that, like, I was just kind of buying into this, this, this idea and this and then delineate out and it's hard but it's because you have to actually do the work to understand why you were wrong but then first you have to even think you did something wrong and there's a there's a good chance that hogan doesn't think he did anything wrong and so he's never going to begin that process of like unpacking that and it you know it remains to be seen with lars but it's like if he doesn't think he actually did anything wrong we're not going to see any kind of progress well and also with the hogan thing Hogan also, you know, he won in court. He was, right. he was filmed privately. So in a way, he was wronged. This right in a way, he was wrong. But it doesn't. It's they're not mutually exclusive. You know, right? So right. it is like this. You know, it's it's. You know, I don't know how his lens sees it. Anyway, all right, into the fun stuff. Lars Sullivan's back. But all right, more excitingly, um, <laughs> that's what I mean to say. Uh, yeah. Elias is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's fun. And he's a heel. It went right after Jeff Hardy, so it looks like we might be geared up for a raw Elias heel Jeff Hardy face uh, feud. I feel like that's exciting. That's fun. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see that. I hope, I hope, uh, I hope they, I hope that Elias feels like a guy. I hope they do the right thing by Elias. Like, there's kind of no excuse for he, we, uh, he's a proven commodity. So. Yep. <laughs> right, I just yeah. like, I hope we see a nice run out of Elias. You know, yeah, he's got the bod, he's got the gimmick, he's you know he's funny, uh, and he can actually wrestle. And it's like, yeah, you gotta don't don't just relegate him to just you know, you know, I, I sing on my I'm a Jeff Hardy or what is his name? What's his name? Jeff Jarrett 2.0 or Honky right. Tonk Man 3.0. Yeah, I hope they find something cool for uh, him. But we know that he's also really – he has new music coming out. So they're leaning – you know, they're going back into the music thing. So I'm pretty excited to see Elias. I, I, yeah. I think it's cool to see where he's going. So um, last thing about The Fiend that we didn't say. Uh, during the, So I noticed that KO 
Kevin Owens yeah. right now is feuding with two spooky boys at the same time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah have you seen Alistair Black have, feud and a Fiend feud going on? Have you seen any of the conversations I've been having on the Facebook group about my uh, my biker spooky matrix? No. I, I so, saw it okay. the first time you posted it, but you've been there's more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people are asking, you know, oh, what's the boot? What's the biker rating? What's the spooky oh, rating on this guy? It. That sounds awesome. So basically, the idea is that um, you can there is a dichotomy among male wrestlers. It, it gets more complicated with women wrestlers because of you know the sort of tropes that go along with with women. It's a different conversation. But like with men, you can basically delineate male wrestlers into two groups: either biker or spooky. Right. And if a naturally inclined biker so let's use carry and cross as the main example right he's obviously more of a biker kind of vibe he's trying to be spooky and then that that dissonance that discord there can i ask you a question though a clarification yeah 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 Yeah. you're saying that he's more of a biker does biker encompass just all tough guy behavior i'm glad you asked actual like gloves biker guy I'm glad you asked. So yeah. biker and spooky is actually just the sort of the first thing I, I, I right. it's, it's not, it's not distilled for is as far like down as it can go. Tough guy, supernatural. Close. Right. So yeah. it's biker and spooky can actually be uh, distilled down to material or mystical. Right. right? And so like a material wrestler, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a material a biker material yeah. is is someone who is primarily concerned with the physical world in which they live, right? It's yeah, yeah. it's the things in this world, be it an actual bike, be it whatever, right? But they are they are primarily in this reality. A mystical wrestler is is primarily focused on the internal world, what's going on inside of them, and so you have therefore mystical elements where it's like there's this whole universe inside of me, and I have this, I I, I that's my primary operating place right so the fiend spooky right he's very much his whole thing is that he's in let me in i'm inside i'm inside this thing right whereas a material wrestler of you know somebody who's more inclined to to the the world in which we live is more focused on just like championships i'm gonna and then tough guy stuff and i'm you know physical i'm i'm gonna beat this world into submission and so you have that and among all of that, you have this, if you picture a Venn diagram, you have biker, spooky, and then in the middle is a field that I refer to as the unified Callaway field, right? So this is <laughs> The Undertaker, yeah, right. who, this is somebody who has both biker and spooky, material and mystical, in right. equal measure, in one wrestler. And so he can go either way. But when you have somebody who isn't in that field, I would argue Alistair Black is in that field. I would argue that Holy The Fiend and, and Bray Wyatt is in that field where they could be either tough guy or spooky boy. Right. Uh, but when you have somebody who isn't, then that incongruency means that they're swimming upstream. They're never going to get this this gimmick over because they're not in their right alignment. So for so who's an example of that? Karrion Cross. So, Cross. Well, by the He's, way, I, I, I totally agree with Karrion Cross because I want to tell you a couple of things. Karrion Cross, who I yeah. unfollowed on Instagram the other day, I just had it off. I was like, this guy's so lame. Uh, I'm sick of him tagging Dorcia like because you like American Psycho. It's like, I get right. it. You know, um, I, I'm just not a fan personally. Um, I don't like his wrestling. He's not impressed me at all. I The, the production value is great. That, right. And she's great. I'm a fan of hers. Um, 
but yeah so like i agree with you so it's like he's supposed to be like tiktok like i am the i'm an actual embodiment of judgment day right, right. so that means he's right. some kind of um rapturesque um devil style character right right but but he's wearing kick pads like he's a kickboxer right 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 so his algorithm his venn diagram of spooky to biker is somewhere in the middle and he's not figured out like should he go all the way spooky like undertaker went full on like spooky like except for like the his last match right but right. he went full spooky right right well he was and full that, spooky and, and, and it really he was full biker and when he was biker it felt it really like we people didn't love american badass because they loved the spooky so much but it did work as a character right but then when you're in the middle it's confusing so right carry cross right now is 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 confusing so he's confusing because he has a natural well the idea is that he has a natural inclination to being a material materially oriented biker oriented wrestler and he's trying to be on the other side which, which in spookyville and he doesn't live in this neighborhood He's in the wrong neighborhood. Right. He needs that, to go. So that's why Fiend is full spooky. Right. Fiend's full spooky, so his moveset is spooky. Even like when he does like Sister Abigail, it's almost like a, it feels like a spell he's casting on somebody. Right. Right. Whereas like Karen Cross is going to go in there and suplex you a lot of times, but his right. moves don't feel like they throw, they, they like send you to hell like a choke slam or something. Right. Exactly. Like the exactly. kayfabe's a little off there, and they haven't branded any of his moves like. He, he, they haven't branded what he does like as like a judgment day kind of thing. So, for right. example, like if his finisher was a power bomb, right? And when he put you up for it, it was like, oh no, he's giving him the judgment day. When your back hits that map, like that mat, like you're officially exiled from the the current universe. Then he's right. in a, in some kind of not that I like that, but like that would be right. him. With it, that would be him in full Spooky Boy territory, right? But he doesn't belong in Spooky Boy territory. No. So no matter what they do to make him mystical, it's never going to work. No. He needs to. I mean, I would even go literal with him and make him literally a biker, <laughs> and like, you no, know, I, I agree. I don't know why they gave him this gimmick. It's like not at all what he should be. Is like this hot dude who could beat the shit. He's like a prize fighter kind of a guy, That's it. and he's right. got a hot babe, and he beats the shit out of everybody. And they're yeah. jealous of him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you, okay. you want to go like, so but like I, uh, another one would be like, let's say well, like Damian Priest. Do Alistair though. Alistair. Okay. Yeah. Alistair. Because Alistair. Alistair, I would say, no, go ahead. Make your point. Well, no, I'm going to say, I'm going to put him through it. And then you tell me, because you've thought about this before. So let me just do it. And then you can tell yeah. me if it lines up with yours. Okay. So Alistair, I think is actually, um, well, he's in a confusing spot now. Can we just as because like since Vince has got him, but should we talk about him current or should I talk about him in NXT? You can talk about him. You can okay. talk about his entire the, the the concept of Aleister Black. So Aleister Black, I think, is is a uh, biker. I think okay with Spooky Boy tendencies. Like I actually think he's more of a fighter who uses the Spooky Boyness as intimidation, but he's not actually in any kind of spiritual realm. Like he's, I don't think his moves. Okay. You, you know, you know what I'm saying. And I think that's actually why he kind of doesn't totally work, to be honest. Like in its current booking. Now, I think that he would work with just minor tweaks, really minor. Right. Which is, I, I think you should take him and go. 
it's tricky. When I would do it, Alistair, I would go full spooky boy in spectacle, but then I would have him yeah. fight like a like a kickboxer. But I would sure. but like like his kicks branded properly because it's like the black mass, and he says like I absolve you of your sins. So I feel like he actually is like a he fights. No, he's a full spooky boy, right? Well, so you're you're close, wow, right? So I'm he is. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. It's 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 so he is he is actually and based on my analysis, he is. Firmly, firmly in the unified Callaway field, right? So, but the idea is then that you do have to go. Like, if the Undertaker came out as like American Ministry Undertaker, and he was some sort of like biker, spooky biker, it would be confusing. He. So the idea is that like within Mark Callaway, within uh, Alistair Black, and within Bray Wyatt, for example is within Braun Strowman. There's a lot of these guys. 50-50, biker spooky. And you have to go either way with one of them, but they're going to be fine in either neighborhood. Right. It's easier to detect when it's somebody like Carrying cross where it's like, oh no, you're in the wrong neighborhood. You need to go all the way to this side. Right, right, right. Alistair can it like way easier. And so can Braun, you're right. Braun goes back and forth pretty well. Right. Especially with the fiend, the aid of the fiend, who we know now you actually have a catalyst in the WWE universe who can push you back to Spooky Dome if you need it. Right, exactly. And the idea is that, like, the reason that I distilled it <laughs> this, further. This podcast, this, this conversation is exactly why I started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 the reason I distilled it further from biker yeah. and spooky to material and mystical is because yeah. biker doesn't really describe a lot of the wrestlers, right? Like Ric Flair is not a biker, but he's definitely not spooky. So he's material. Ric Flair might be the most material wrestler ever. Oh yeah. yeah the absolutely. fly jet flying, you know, all the, the everything. Right. So, yeah, but Ric if Flair you tried, too. so it's almost easier to understand in a like inverse where it's like, so you're not a biker, you're material. Can you imagine a spooky Ric Flair? Never. No. It would never work. He's biker. Because he's he's a hundred percent biker material. He's a hundred biker, but biker it, 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 yeah, you have to understand. Yeah, he's he's a hundred percent biker. It's not even it's right. like it's nothing. Like Roman Reigns is biker. Like it's biker. Right. It's not even biker. That. So then okay. So who who was the other person you just mentioned? Oh, um Damian uh, Priest. Damian Priest. So Damian Priest is full biker. Full biker. Full biker, full biker. but full biker, but he sprinkles in he like he's no, he's full biker. He's full you're biker. You're getting it. No, no, you're getting it. You're you're seeing that he's starting all this stuff, right? And yeah. the Archer of Infamy that has a mystical vibe to it, and it doesn't work because he is full on right. biker. Punishment but, Martinez. Yeah. Biker. I, I, I first off, Damian Priest, the name sucks for him. It's not great, but like I love that he's this huge fucking dude. He's like he and and then he's like, yo, he parties. After the right. match, it's like he's with chicks, like, and he's, I, he, I, and he rolls up in the BMW. He's from New York. He cuts promos yeah. on the rooftops of NYC. Like, that, that, he makes him one of like my favorite uh, prospects right now, you know. But then when right. he shoots a bow and arrow, I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? The only fire this guy should be around are like, if they're in a bonfire. That's the like, <laughs> he's got right. like fucking Robin or a Hood barrel, fires. a barrel fire under a fucking overpass in like right. Red Hook or something. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. All right. Wait, test me. Add, name some more wrestlers. 
Um, but uh, before I do, I just want to point okay. out that you're, you're, st- I think you're, you're starting to see it, right? It's like when you have a, when you have a character like Damien Priest who is full orientated towards biker, right. the minute he starts to do mystical things, it trips these wires in your head because it's like, well, that doesn't make sense for what he clearly is. Well, we should talk you know? about the, the, the main, I think the main culprit of all this, which is like Finn Balor. Right. Like the, the whole like demon fan thing is that like he tried to be spooky boy and it was, right. just did, it looked cool and it was fun, but they did not figure out the blend of spooky and biker there. And he's full biker, right. full biker, he's full biker. And it's just war paint. That's all it needed to right. be. It's just war paint. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Leather jacket. Yeah. Titles, you know, full on biker. And then, yeah, but then he comes out as a demon and it's like, oh, okay, like he's got a Rasta wig on. Right. But that's why Alistair Black, because if they, you know, I mean, WB should be hiring us. I mean, this is ridiculous, yeah. but um, I feel like we have too much talent for them, but uh, they are uh, <laughs> uh, 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 jerks. But uh, yeah, like, dude, Alistair Black fully is in that, what do you call it? The Callaway zone? I mean, the, the unified Callaway field. Unified Callaway where that's that's pulling that off is extremely difficult, and when right. you have that, you need to run with it. Which goes to my point last week, which is like, I'll, which is like I'm very disappointed with the way they're booking Alistair Black and the direction right. they're headed with him because I feel like he's should already be a main event guy. Like you should, I should already be able to see him coming out with like full on Taker robes. Uh, and, don't 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 drop the fucking coffin from him. I don't know if you were in that right. conversation or or not, but like don't like he needs to be coming up from rising from his grave, and he comes right. in there and he wrestles a guy like Drew McIntyre, and he has the exact style, even though he's not he's a hundred pounds lighter, but he has the length and the style like um like if you're watching Street Fighter, he's like Vega or whatever, right? Like right. you know, like it, it, he's a wrestler. He has he has a completely different set of skills, right? And so. Right. He just feels like it's like a no-brainer to push this guy. So he's an example of a guy who they're not nailing, you know? Right. Yeah, because they have to go full one side. Right now, they're still kind of like when he was coming up from a coffin uh, with the candles and the mist, right? Fully in Spookyville, which he deserves to be and can and can and can flourish. Right. He could also possibly flourish full Bikerville, but right now they're sort of if you picture like a like a, a spectrum. And in the middle is the unified Callaway field. He's about three degrees into biker, but he needs to go full biker and it'll work. Or he needs to go full spooky and it'll work. Right. Not everybody can do both. He can, but, but they're right now they're not spooky is more profitable. Like if you could pull off spooky, cause I'm saying like, why not? Why not have Alistair just go full spooky? Like when he, when you moves towards biker, like he is right now, he's more biker than ever. He lost the right. song. He lost the coffin. He's way less interesting and marketable. He falls into that like kind of boring ass Triple H zone, and Triple H only really worked because he was fucking huge, you right. know. So right. you're like, you just kind of he was undeniably jacked. Where you're like, yeah, all right, that, yeah, all right, fine. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, oh man. Anyway. That being said, all right, that, that's a great combo, and I'm, I, I, I think we should use that more. I'm glad we went deep into it. Uh, yeah. Like, so, Fiend. We'll start to see it everywhere now. When you look at a wrestler, it's like, are they in the right alignment with their natural sort of orientation towards either being a wrestler who is primarily focused on the world we live in, or are they more in alignment with 
being a wrestler who is primarily focused with their internal world. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I mean, it's only a certain s- sect of wrestlers where it even really applies. Because even a guy like oh, yeah. uh, like Seth Rollins, who's doing like a, a Messiah gimmick, he's still a full on biker. Like he's not at all a spooky mm-hmm. boy. I think he. I would put him. You know, I would put him more in mystical territory, just because Ooh. because he he isn't. He's not like a, and, and this is just an example of like material things, right? But he isn't like a hot tub and chicks and cars right, and right. titles, right? He is and always has been sort of like mind games and like I'm going to architect this like yeah, this culty. thing and I'm always, yeah, you know, it's so he is more mystical than material, I think. I don't know. I smell graph. I need a graph. Feel free, All listeners, right. to make your own graph of this uh, and we yes. can expand on it. But yeah, yeah so the like- research is ongoing. <laughs> um that all that being said, I feel like Kevin Owens is in a really nice spot in WWE of like yeah. representing kind of like the common man who's being attacked by the spooky boys. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like he's like living like in a Halloween movie right now. You yeah, know? he did like, something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to I get all the scary fun. guys after him, yeah. But the interesting thing is that this week Kevin Owens got a Uranagi with a mandible claw in his mouth, which was fucking so cool. sick. And yeah. do you think that we start seeing KO change over? Do you think we see a change from KO from that moment? Or is that just a he got his ass beat moment? I mean, I, know, I think it's just he got his ass beat. I think they would have to do like a full-on like Firefly Funhouse match with him to like put him through the full right. conversion. He has to go to the know? lake of... Uh, the swamp of destiny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. If don't you think Strowman should just be hanging around Fiend right now? Yes. Like just like full on like uh, like the mountain, like he should just be like yes. they should make him like zombified. Yes. I don't know why they don't just go all in on this shit. I mean, maybe they're gear, you know, maybe they, I don't know, but I hope their plans are for. To, to, to go fiend have some kind of bigger ministry or whatever because mm-hmm. uh i think it'd be really fun i wonder what if they're putting stuff on hold because they're in the fucking thunderdome and they're like whatever all right last thing i want to talk about is sasha who's cutting some decent promos for herself so good for her sasha bailey had the, the their dq they're clearly going to stretch the soup with this dude for as long yeah. as they can get it you think that'll be in a cell yeah, I think so. That that feels like ripe for the cell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plus she's she's really good in like those cage match situations, so Yeah, Bailey, Sasha, and the cell, I will legitimately be pumped to watch. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Uh that's a, that's everything this week. Um uh the draft happened and I truly hated it. I'm pretty fucking pumped <laughs> AW tonight um nxt by the way finn balor who was out for six weeks with surgery they had to like rewire his entire jaw god damn what uh, a match yeah. that was i'm sure you guys talked about it already but we like, did we did but i know you saw it fuck. a little later jesus christ yeah like it was like i don't know i don't get all purist about wrestling but i'm like okay yeah like this is why people get all up in arms about like what wrestling is right it's like you see a match like this where it's like a full story being told just through like something that looks like a legit fight. It was, yeah. it was so cool. I said, it felt like the, the, like the Piper 
Uh, yeah. Keith David. Uh, you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that like, felt that exact fight uh, yeah. where they just beat the shit out of each other. It was great. It was a great time. I felt like I only that felt like a match that it, I was bummed there was no crowd there. Like, because yeah. and not just the crowd. Like, I was bummed to not have the full the full sale crowd there. I feel like it would have been yeah. cool to have like four hundred people there. You know, yeah. because if NXT is gonna go full indie like PWG style or whatever, you know what I mean. Like I really want like just a couple hundred people in there, you know. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't even be against if NXT had started being like full on like cages in front of the crowd. Right, like right, I wouldn't right. mind if they go full underground fight scene. That would be right. exactly what I would do if I was Triple H. Like the, the, uh, I would have it just be like, yo, like I would do what Raw Underground was was like i would do that on nxt like this is like yeah 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 then it's also like then you have a cool thing going on where it's like it's not a demotion if you come down here it's more like you're looking to like tune up you know yeah, what I mean? yeah 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 you know what i mean and if it's going to be finn the champion and that's going to be his style and even like carrying cross who hopefully demotes himself out of spooky spookyville to biker territory <laughs> and he comes in as like you know i i think that's the direction where it's headed like the, the direction of NXT, if you look at it, is like the Champas and and those guys are like, it's like a, there's a brutality, right? Like you know, right. to the whole thing. So I just think that would be cool. Like if I and and I know they didn't re-sign with Full Sail. They're now uh, they're out of Full Sail. They're at yeah. this uh, whatever center. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Now, uh, last uh, last thing I'll say about NXT is Jericho made a comment where he was like. If NXT wasn't on, he thinks AW would get the same ratings as Raw. Uh, hmm. <laughs> now, some AEW episodes are getting like over a million views, about yeah. a million, though. Yeah. And Raws are getting like 1.5. So they're like closer than you think. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk more about AEW NXT on uh, Friday with uh, the Supermark McTullo on the bonus episode on the Patreon. Sign up, patreon.com slash comedians wrestling. If you dig this podcast, feel free to throw it a couple bucks. We appreciate it. We are grassroots. Um, we do this ourselves. Um, and also, um, October 25th, Hell in a Cell will be watching live on Zoom. If you're at the uh, Cow Zoom Thunderdome level, which is the $10 a month level, on patreon.com slash comedians wrestling, we're going to be hanging out. We're going to be interacting with everyone, watching wrestling together. I feel like in these crazy times, uh, this is a cool way for us to, as a community to really capitalize on uh, how we have the best community. So, um, yeah, do that great, and a great way to hang and get to know everybody. I think that'll be fun. Also, um, we'll have the Recoil episode with Stone Cold Steve Austin and the last Cow Movie Club episode of the season. Our seasons work very much like WWE seasons. They have no timing and make no sense. But we'll tell you when the Cow Movie Club is coming back. It will at some point. Um, and also check out the Damn Black Attack podcast. Give all our podcasts five-star reviews on whatever platform you use. Apple is the best one. If you have an iPhone somewhere in your house, grab it. Give it five stars right now. It helps a lot for the algorithm. And, uh, and that's it. Tell a friend about the podcast. And everybody, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Comedians of wrestling. I listen on Thursday when I go to work. <laughs> 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 <laughs>